Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for listening to Or Else, a podcast where we interview current or fellows, alumni, and business leaders and entrepreneurs in the Indianapolis area. Today's episode is going to be about Mike Reynolds, founder and CEO of Innovate Map. I'll let Mike describe more about what Innovate Map does, but essentially they help leaders bring digital products and services to life, take existing products to the next level, and grow market leadership with new tech. That helps companies of all sizes dream, design, and scale digital products and services. Now, without further ado, here is Mike himself. Uh, originally from the Chicago area, okay. uh, south side of Chicago, Orland Park, Joliet. Uh, I went to Purdue University. Upon graduating, I worked in Chicago uh, doing software consulting for a few years uh, for a big consulting company. And then uh, about 18 years ago, moved to Indianapolis for a tech startup called Aprimo. They were a, at the time, uh, full marketing automation. Okay. Anything from uh, capturing marketing database, sending emails to them, managing uh, the spend and all the visual content of all your marketing activities. 18 years ago, probably first to market with that kind of technology. Yeah. You know, started there in the field, uh, moved to product, found that was my calling and passion in life. Okay. And then uh, through the, you know, just the growth of the company, it turned into a leading product. So I had a executive product management role. Great ride. You know, when I joined, we were oh, sure. sub 30 yeah. people. And then by the time we sold, it was you know, 350 people. Um, so I've been on that journey that many of the tech companies are hoping to be on. That's a great experience for me. Probably three years, literally, not just probably, literally three years after uh, the acquired company Teradata, mm-hmm. I left and started Innovate Map. Okay. Uh, and then I can certainly go into more background Innovate Map. But this is what we've been doing the last five plus years is running a product agency here in Indianapolis. When Mike says he's a product guy, what he really means is that he's focused on what's being built and why. He admits that back in the Aprimo days, marketers weren't exactly focused on technology, which is what eventually gave him the inspiration to start Innovate Map. When everything went SaaS, buyers and consumers of a tech product were already expecting it to be built well. And what was key as a differentiator was the way the product resonated with the user and how the product solved a problem. These were all the things a product team would be responsible for. But the thing is, not all companies have the ability to have their own product team. I debated many times starting a software company. Uh, what held me back is a firm like Innovate Map did not exist. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, you have to build it and sell it first. Uh, I just couldn't imagine not having that level of excellence and trying to compete without great user experience, without great um, ability to socialize the product well, visually, uh, and with great messaging and positioning. And so what we did is we built that, spun off and built a, a virtual product team that could partner with tech startups and tech scale-ups to literally kind of be that team to help them get their product to the next level. For startups, Innovate Map is their virtual product team, helping bring to life the idea and design the founder might have, while at the same time making sure their product branding and positioning is spot on. They do the same kind of service for more well-established companies, but instead of building a product from the ground up, they simply help refresh, reposition, or even rebrand a product that already exists. 
Innovate Map honestly does so many things with product and marketing, but the way they describe themselves is narrowed down to just a few short but powerful sentences. A uh, little bit about how we describe ourselves at Innovate Map. So, from our own position statement, we're a digital product agency. Uh, ex- I work exclusively on digital products and services, you know, um, as opposed to like a physical product or something right. like that. We aren't. Uh, uh, makes our, sense. Yeah, our, our, ser- <laughs> our service is well suited for that. And uh, our goal is we'll help dream, design, and to deliver to market winning digital products. Um, we'll describe those at this point, any B2B SaaS application, e-commerce, uh, an interactive website, and a mobile app, any digital product at this point, we've had experience uh, and customer success doing that. While they help both startups and scale-ups with their product, the idea stage is what seems to really excite Mike and his team when getting started. You know, the, the origin of, a, of a just an idea is kind of our specialty. Uh, I'll just say in 20, over 20 years of product management experience, that's the hardest skill for a product manager to come by. Uh, you know, maybe junior entry-level product managers, they're just starting with getting familiar with uh, the build and, and customer feedback. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to own an area of a product, uh, and I'm going to enrich it, I'm going to enhance it, I'm going to think where it goes next. But something existed for me to start with, mm-hmm. to take a vision or an idea that's a glimmer in a, in a founder's eye and translate that vision into something that could be coded is a task you typically would throw to a seasoned product manager product team. There's a lot of value for getting help by expertise in that, in that area. Um, so that is a sweet spot for us. I, I, kinda, I, I will often use the analogy specifically when talking to people who are maybe not familiar with the product scene that you know, if you're trying to build your dream home, uh, we would be the architect and the interior designer. You know, we don't, uh, we're not the construction crew, but you, you wouldn't, in that analogy, you wouldn't uh, just, you want to build your dream home, you're not pouring concrete and putting up frames without having thought through what's the right product to build and, re- and really giving, uh, des- having design you know, lead what you're going to build. You know? um, and, and that ultimately today is how people are judging the success of their digital product. You know, do buyers want to buy it? Do users want to use it? And that's some of the... Uh, value prop that our firm will help with. We're made up of, uh, when I say we're a virtual product team, our team of 21, about half of us are worried about the product resonating with the buyer, and that's our product brand and product marketing team. And then the other half is, does this product resonate with the user? And that's kind of our product management and product design team. And so most of our team is made up uh, uh, of those caliber of product professionals. In talking with Mike, I learned that when working with startups, it's important to ask questions not only about the vision of the product, but also about how the product ultimately will be utilized. The best products today meet the user at where they want to be. Uh, they don't meet the companies you know, that prescribe, this is, this is what we built, here's how we're going to train it, you're going to figure out what we were thinking. Uh, that's not, the uh, winning products today, they really landed what the user wanted. And so a lot of our methodology is to validate a lot of those vision or market assumptions the founder may have by, by just very quickly getting at the heart of the, the user. So pr- potential users, um, ideal user sets, and we're not, you're, you're operating a hypothesis land at this point, by the way. You know, we want to get at what is ideal state, unmet needs, user goals, current workflows, and that will start to suggest or validate where technology has a play. Uh, and then once again, that stays with uh, skills like ours where you start concepting and prototyping that. Uh, and putting that to print and, and giving the founder something to react to, mm-hmm. uh, giving the founder honestly something to socialize and, and get the next level of feedback. Not at this, this point, the feedback from the user is not, you know, what are your unmet needs, workflows, and 
it's it's more you know hey here's a product I'm building to solve this problem and you're 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 gauging reaction to that and then using that feedback to maybe help prioritize what's the first build uh, MVP is a very important word minimum viable product uh, simply because most of these founders have a hundred ideas in the budget to build fifteen what is the fifteen and the market for that fifteen uh, that will be the best spend of their investment you know and that's something we'll help with as well. While the company was originally founded to help fill the need for product teams and companies, in the very beginning, Mike spent the first two years solely educating people on what they really did. It's wonderful to see today that I can say the words that I said, um, product marketing, user experience, UX, uh, product management, and I'll get head nods. Five years ago, uh, that was not the case. And, and, and certainly, people didn't know that they needed help with it. They were, they're maybe more just happy they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these trends that are now a little more commonplace that are saying, you know, like, like I said, that, that are putting a paramount, making it a priority that you get that right, that wasn't commonplace five years ago. So I would say that's a little bit of vision. Uh, we, ha- we also, candidly, hadn't fine-tuned our own messaging. You know, in my first few years of just even positioning Innovate Map, I made a lot of assumptions that people maybe were, were where I was with their software experience. You know, hey, we've got a team of product managers and UX designers that can help you, you know, take your product to the next level. Many people didn't know what I was talking about. What does that mean? What does next level even mean? You know, so over the years, we've kind of, in just looking at ourselves like a product, figured out really what is our product market fit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and I'll just be very candid from, we started to come at a vision, a lot of product things that I know our team and my, myself were maybe well suited to solve. If there were, on the day we started the company, 30 ideas I had of where we could solve the product, solve problems, uh, a year into the company, we had narrowed that down to 12. You know, there were, there were things I knew I could help them with that they just had no interest in buying. Uh, I knew there were things that they were asking for that maybe weren't in my original vision, and you start thinking about that, you know, enriching the Innovating Map product to maybe consider doing that. But nobody entered the year with a product budget, you know, with budget in the, on the software team to go hire a product agency. That, 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 that didn't happen. In order to convince their customers that Innovate Map was the solution for them, Mike had to really think about his company as a product itself and look at their own product marketing. How were we speaking of ourselves? You know, and um, it had to scale beyond that you could have coffee with Mike Reynolds and he would spend an hour convincing you philosophically that you should value product. That, that wasn't going to scale. So we had to lean into... Uh, what sort of positioning and messaging was resonating. Put that on our website, lean on that in conversations. You know, a great product is well built, a better product is marketable, valuable, and usable. You know, that, that was something that really started sticking. You know, people felt like they had a good product, but they always would happily take a better product. Mm-hmm. And, and one of those three messaging pillars would resonate with them. Either they, they, you know, they, they were very proud of what they built, but they wished it sold more, so they wished it was more marketable, uh, or maybe they wanted it to be more usable. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm starting to speak to value props as opposed to maybe our own internals about what our roles are, who we are, and, and so forth. And that, that really started to help. Today, they've even evolved their own messaging yet again to really speak to client outcomes. By this point, Innovate Map has helped with a multitude of products, all with different company goals. But with every project, they have focused on giving their client their desired outcome. 
In order to be so focused on client outcomes, Innovate Map has been very conscious about defining the key markets they serve. This is, of course, startups and scale-ups, but within the last couple years, they added another market, non-tech businesses looking to use technology to enhance their customer experience. These are what Mike calls the tech-enabled businesses. Um, for the tech-enabled companies, really solving two problems for them. It, one might be, what is my digital play? In which case, we'll kind of look at their market, pains that are to be solved or unsolved with a digital product. Uh, and help them actually create a product vision around that that is in line with their core business and audience. Or they might have made a digital product attempt already uh, and failed at it, just given their lack of digital expertise. That's not their core business and um, you know, they, they, they maybe have made an attempt at a better customer experience or a better um, you know, a, a client portal, um, a, an e-commerce version of their product and they knew they needed to code it, they went right and they coded it. Uh, but hadn't really thought through what's the right product play. Right. And that, in which case, we'll come in and help refresh that. Right. So the non-tech space is it's exponentially larger than, a, than pure tech play. I, I've described many times, you know, when I, about five years ago, you know, tech, a tech companies and technology was an industry vertical. You had tech companies, you had pharmaceutical companies, healthcare, manufacturing, media and entertainment. Uh, technology is now a vertical. It spans across them. And I'm not saying that those companies in those other verticals are or need to be tech companies, uh, but tech is going to be a core component of how they conduct business in the future. You know, a, 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 a hospital, for example, I, I don't want a hospital to describe itself as a tech company. I want a hospital to be, its core competency be to good care and good people and medical excellence. But I'd certainly love to walk in a hospital and swipe a card and then not have to fill out a bunch of paper forms and trust that the doctor is using the latest, greatest technology to give care and uh, stabilize uh, and using insights that maybe technology helped them derive, you know, to, to provide better care. You know what I mean? So these non-tech companies, they really need to be recognizing tech either to complement their core business, differentiate their business, or in some circumstances, completely transform their core business. You know, and, that, and that's, that's a great example where there are, there are some non-tech companies that are probably at risk of survival, and, and that depends on what industry you're in, right? If they don't embrace what is their digital or tech play. Uh, others are not going away, banks aren't going away, but I, I'm telling you, you're not gonna win the next generation of checking accounts and assets uh, simply by having a great branch and CD rights. Yeah. You know, you better have a great technology experience. Mm -hmm. Not just, I don't just mean a portal, I don't mean an app, you know, just check the box you have. I'm talking cohesive, uh, a brand that someone can believe in, a digital experience that is out of this world amazing. You, you know, in, I'll just stay on that example. Banks will differentiate and win uh, by having an amazing digital experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's so if you're if you're a bank, that's something you have to think about. Just that dynamic. And if you think about Indiana, uh, we grow and make a lot of stuff, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of agriculture, a lot of medical. So those are industries really ripe to have technology find their way into a better experience. So a lot of the examples that you were somewhat rattling off, to me all resonate with a company trying to grow and better themselves, mm -hmm. no matter what stage of life it's in. Yeah. So you as a company who do that and help other people do that, how do you see Innovate Map doing that for itself? Yeah, very good question. I we. 
we embrace change. I'll start by simply saying that. And that is the constant that, that we have to react to, to change. And I can have vision of where this company might be five years from now, three years from now, uh, loose plans, but we'll just leave it at that. Loose plans and vision. Yeah. Uh, in terms of concrete plans of where we're going, you know, we'll, we'll plan pretty well 12 months, maybe 18 months in, in advance, but we've got to have the ability to adapt and be nimble, you know, even for our own selves. And, and you know, to, uh, I'll speak to two big moments in our company history. The first one is, I know I told you, we started from origin, from an experienced software world, you know, so our, our first, right out the gate, we were doing product management, product design, UX, uh, and product marketing. In year two, we, did, we introduced product brand. A, a software company, if you, if you run a software company, you're not going to hire and create a brand team because you're not rebranding yourself often. Mm-hmm. But if I were to think of ourselves as a product, that was the number one enhancement our clients were asking us to do. You know, hey, it's the startups. Your, your design's impeccable. You get us. You get the essence of what we're building. Could you also expand to do brand? And that, that was an overwhelming juggernaut of, a, of, of feedback back to us. So we evolved. We, I mean, that was some gut check, and we expanded basically the product and capabilities of Innovate Map to, to do brand. We've created, we've created or refreshed over 40 technology brands in town. I'm glad we had the attitude to respond to the market demand for something that we needed. And it was, and something like brand is, is, is core, it's on point, you know, it's, um, we're design-minded, that, that, that fit in. Uh, I won't say it was a no-brainer because we definitely wanted to, you know, be excellent at it. But that, that was one where, we, where we, we, we moved. The other one was uh, being able to respond to, quickly learn, and form a strategy around the tech-enabled companies, the non-tech founders. You know, that's, those are two pretty big changes to the Innovate Map journey I did not see certainly not timing-wise, when we started the company. So I'd say at the end of the day, you know, how do we do it? You just be nimble, embrace change, but at the end of the day, you gotta stay true to who you are. You know, I would say this, how we describe ourselves has evolved. Our offering set has been fine-tuned and has evolved. Uh, the audiences we've served has evolved. Our, our values of our company and our culture has not changed one bit since the day we started the company. Mm-hmm. You know, still the same brand promise and culture uh, and core values. Um, even though, we'll, but we've got to have the ability and the agility to, to, to maneuver and navigate product market fit for ourselves. Because Mike is so seasoned in the world of product, I asked if he had any advice to people looking to get into product management or simply for those who are curious about the field on a more in-depth level. Several things. The, the first one, great field to be in. It is an emerging, it, it is an absolute emerging field. Uh, and I, I speak to the competencies I've had. Uh, product marketing. I mean, every, the, the the trends that we see, and you could even use either you know the growth of our business as an indication of the just the the, the value of the role. But in with a tech company, it's not something you can outsource forever. I'm the first one to look at a founder and say, you can't run a tech. You know, we'll get you to another level. There's phase in your life where you cannot w two, nor should you a, a full fledged product team. But uh, on your growth trajectory, you should have it. Uh, so all these tech companies we're talking about, all of them need product excellence. So we're talking about every, it could be the non-tech companies being tech play, it could be the proliferation of indie tech, all of them need product talent. You know? and, and so it's a great emerging field, whether it's product marketing and being able to position, package, and, and convey the value of the product, whether it be the business rigor of product management or you know, UX design and product design, great field to be in. 
some, some things I'd like to cite. There's not a lot of great resources out there. In fact, in the last 18 months, Innovate Map has tried to take that upon ourselves uh, to help give back a little. Some of these patterns that we know we're uniquely seeing, some of these learnings. Everybody's better if everybody's kind of up in their game, especially in the, you know, if indie tech can educate themselves better about product, they'll be asking the right questions. That uh, we put out a lot of resources. So if you were to go to innovatemap.com slash resources, you can see a variety of them. I mean, one of them that's pretty notable is, is a, our own podcast, which we call Better Product, and we, we launched earlier this year. I've been enjoying listening to it. Actually. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, that is deep product talk from experts. Uh, it's not about how to found a company, how to raise funding. It's product talk. Uh, so if, if that's if, if you're interested in, in learning more about product, I, I, I subscribe to the podcast. Uh, but also we've got you know blogs, wisdoms, case studies, glossaries, th- things that would help someone you know speak the the, the speak mm-hmm. of product. And I would say product did change the terminology, the roles, and how they perform them. They did change in the last five to eight years. Mm-hmm. So as things went to SaaS operations and how you built. As tech products went from on-premise to SaaS, mm-hmm. how you then needed to build your product development process and went from waterfall to agile. Uh, both those moves put a pro- uh, priority on doing product well, uh, simply because you had the responsibility to pay attention to a customer. As a person who does not is not familiar with yeah. either waterfall or agile, what are the basic yeah, so definitions wa- and differences in those? So, so waterfall, if it, if it, think of waterfall, very important for a physical product. If I was designing a shoe, uh, before I shipped a billion shoes to every Dick's Sporting Goods, I've got to design it and define it. Then I'm going to throw that over and it's going to be built. And then it's going to be tested thoroughly because the finished product has got to be its out of my hands at that point. So there's this waterfall process where things are kind of defined, built, and then rigorously tested. That's waterfall. It flows down a process. In that model, change is bad. You know, any deviation from the original plan is something that's got to be accounted for. It has impact, things like that. That's how software used to be built when it was installable. You know, and the, and the actual software was something on a CD and you was out of your hands. This day and age with software as a service, all digital products, all of them, are eating, living, breathing things. Sure. And, and so what that, what that allows you to do is you need a... You need a a methodology allows you to respond. And so probably in the last 10 years, the product development process embrace, has embraced models of how to build and manage software uh, that embraces change. And that's the spirit of agile. You know, it, uh, we were talking about processes that are more agile in nature, where if you put a feature up and it's, on the way, you know, it's online and it stinks, uh, you can fix it or rev it immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that can't go through this big gated process of Oh, go define it for two months, build it for two months, and test it for two months. So it, it really commanded that people be more agile. And, 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 and really the roles that are out in front of the user and even making the decisions and quarterbacking all of that are the product team. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then the engineering team is ready to respond rapidly, yeah. make sure it's done well. Yeah. So I'll give you a little bit of it. But, you know, that, and and that, that's a big deal. It's like, so that's, that's, that changes... Uh, really change the role of a product manager. So if I, if I speak to some of those terminology things, you know, 10 years ago, when I lived this, by the way, I was a product manager back in the on-premise waterfall days, you know, we wrote specifications, you had requirements, you had QA cycles, that doesn't exist anymore. You know, now you're talking about user stories, sprints, uh, feedback, prototypes, lean, very different words. So even what's expected of 
a product team has been very is very different. So you know the resources that Innovate Map has put out and has online. Hopefully for someone who's looking to retool, looking to get better, or even looking to see if that's something they want to go into, I'd probably point them there. Throughout the interview, Mike talks a lot about his experience with technology in the past and how it has changed in the present world. The switch from waterfall to agile would be a good, simple example. Because of all the specific cases mentioned throughout our discussion, I wanted to know his thought on Indianapolis tech as a whole. Yeah, I'm all in on Indie, indie tech. I, and I'm just going to say this as a business owner perspective to start, annually, every single year our executive team says, is this a year we need to expand beyond indie? And we don't, we haven't. Um, and I, I say that expansion from a proactive perspective. Uh, we have tons of clients that are outside indie, but we, we don't travel to Chicago or Cincinnati. We don't market there. We don't have another headquarters. Have another headquarters. Uh, they hear about us online or through referral, and then we, we happily can service a remote client. Uh, exceptionally well, but um, as someone who has a literally a service to offer the indie tech scene, that has the growth of indie tech has literally, you know, it it keeps getting bigger, and and I'm just literally giving an example, and then just I floors me how many new companies just keep popping up. Uh, the bet the reason I don't think it's going away is there's some core fundamental DNA here that has made it right for that. Um, and the start of that is people are good to each other. I was a Midwest thing. I was an Indiana thing. Um, but we're all rooting for each other. It is not a cutthroat environment. It is a, it is a, is a sharing environment. Is a I, You helped me. I'm going to make two introductions environment. Uh, we're all rooting for each other. So, you know, when, when a tech company has success, uh, they want to give that back. They want to give that back. Uh, team members want to go at it again. Team members that maybe had a success, they want to reinvest in the next set of them. Uh, that's been going. That flywheel's been going on, uh, and I, I think that the surrounding community and ecosystem has embraced that. You know, I think a lot of like, uh, you know, government programs, programs like a Tech Point, even like an Or Fellowship. That, that's that's basically I'm going to help support this growing ecosystem. Very real. You know, it it, it takes many things. It doesn't just take a, you know, loan tech company, but it takes. Capital, it takes great ideas, it takes great talent, it takes great service providers, uh, great frameworks and ecosystem in the community, and all of that exists and gets better every year. Uh, Saying as someone who the indie, is very passionate about the indie tech scene, uh, when I started Innovate Map, there maybe was, you know, 40 to 50 tech companies, over 500 now, it'll be over a thousand in two years. I say that confidently. Innovate Map has had a front seat and a role in the change going on around them. And as they continue to learn so much, Mike did say there was one valuable thing he has taken away so far. That there are patterns. Okay, and here's what I mean. I, I had experience that, and my team as well that gave us confidence that we could solve product problems for clients. Um, Having now done this, it was probably in about year three or four that we were realizing that there are best practices that we are uniquely privy to, you know, that, that you wouldn't get if you were in one company the whole time. You know, so if I said, if someone was doing a um, B2C mobile app that is a very different best practices and innovate methodology than if you're doing a B2B enterprise application. 
a B2B enterprise application is a very different product approach than a B2B uh, small free trial edition convert online with a credit card type product. It's very different. And what we had a chance to do is probably work with a dozen to two dozen of each of these flavors and build methodology around it. And that's, that's been great. So now we walk in to solve a product problem with a high degree of confidence um, because we've seen patterns work. We've seen best methodologies work. So establishing those, I don't know if I fully embraced that, you know, I, I thought we would maybe map out a product methodology, um, but the fact that we have several of them based on the type of digital product you're trying to do is kind of neat. And finally, while there is so much to learn and enjoy in a company like Innovate Map, I wanted to know what was his favorite part? Oh, I, my, my favorite part, two, two things. And I'm going to talk more about it. I mean, my mind immediately went to our team, but that, 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 that's probably a given. The client relationships and the just breadth of ideas that we get to work with. I, I don't know if I fully appreciated when we started this. I certainly started this. And, you know, the potential of variety was very intriguing to a product person. I mean, you typically play a product role for one company for years. Right. You know, I, I was played a product role for the Primo product for 11 years. You know, uh, we'll work with 40 product ideas a year. That's incredible. Uh, and these ideas are typically originated by and being run by absolutely wonderful teams. So uh, love the teams we get to work with and very honored to be working with great ideas. But the breadth of ideas are awesome. And we've, we've just, we've done, you know, B2C apps for moms to do digital baby books to, you know, B2B uh, apps that are really helping medical device products get to market faster to save lives faster. You know, it could be med tech, ed tech, uh, consumer technology. Um, you know, at this point, that's, that's great stuff. You know, we, we come in with our product fundamentals and expertise um, to, to, you know, and then, and then what we don't come in is the domain expertise. Okay. You know I mean? That's, and that's what the client will have. There's plenty of people in the room typically yes. that understands the domain. Uh, but we today there's not a lot of product expertise. There's not a lot of UX talent in the founding team. There's not a lot of maybe uh, been there, done that product ha- management talent. And we'll complement that and hopefully make something magical happen. That's all I have for you this month. Thank you again for listening and be sure to tune in next time. Special thanks for this episode goes to Ellie McCandless, a first-year fellow at Innovate Map, for helping me schedule this interview. Like Mike said in the interview, if any of you are interested in more product talk, check out their website for resources or subscribe and listen to their podcast, Better Product. Today's credit for music goes to Kilo Bot with Rosalie and Senorita and Blue Dot. Music.